and and I said and I am back Hambo's back in the studios ladies and gentlemen studio ladies and gents back with my blue yeti mic uh nano I believe is it a nano but anyway this is a special podcast I figured get into the official studio here I don't know if I played the intros. Maybe I did. Maybe I didn't. Hopefully I did. Um, yeah, well, I just saw uh, a couple days ago Dungeons and Dragons. Okay? I went to go see it and had high expectations. I think I should have lowered them a little bit. Uh, <laughs> Maybe I had low expectations. I, I, I'm, I'm very not sure. I wanted to avoid all the uh, spoilerific talk in the reviews uh, and go see it for myself. I had heard stories about uh, the story, I mean, the hero being emasculated. I'm like, and then other people were saying, oh, it's not so much. And I'm like, all right, I got to go see for myself. And first of all, I do like the beginning they had a uh, like kind of like a screensaver ordeal where you there's like the the movie uh, the movie screen and there was supposed to be there was like a it had the Dungeons and Dragons logo in the lower right hand corner and behind the screen that it was clawing the monster was clawing the screen so you could see something trying to break through that was cool. I'm like, well, that's a good sign. It means you're just having a little fun here. And they have a whole little... Uh, they have everybody, the whole cast sit down in front of you. They say, hey, you know, thanks for coming here and, and supporting this movie kind of kind of a thing. All right, I'm like, okay, that's, that's good. All right. Um, I know Tom Cruise did that for Maverick. And uh, so let's... Uh, let's watch this thing. And so the first 15 minutes, they got to hook you. And uh, they have our main hero. And this is going to be a spoiler review, obviously. Uh, Chris Pine. Um, he is explaining uh, what happened. He's like being... Uh, He's in front of like a, he's in a court and he's trying to explain his actions about uh, some kind of theft, you know, because really his character is a thief in the, in the story, although he has the, uh, he can play the, the loot or whatever. Um, he doesn't get any powers from playing the, uh, the instrument. So even though he's posing as kind of a bard, He's really not. If you go by Dungeons and Dragons rules, he's just pretty much a thief. And um, something happens where he's got he, he the, you know they're closing in on him, and it turns out his um, his adventuring party that was he was with they were uh, trying to steal something or get something uh, to help. Oh, what was it now? help somebody or something that was worth a lot of money and Chris Pine wanted it to help his family out or something 
and they get stuck his his they got stuck in a uh, like a time spell which slows down time i forgot i forgot what exact spell that is i should know that one um and it, that i think that's part of the thing i'm going to go into i should know that spell why don't i know that spell i've played D D enough it's a sphere of like time slowing and uh i'll get into that a little bit more later um if I remember it. Uh, and Hugh Grant is one of his teammates who, who uh, has the name Forge. And I, I'll never hear the name Forge, I think, of X-Men, but anyway. And uh, Chris Pine gets left behind. Yeah, that's right. And he throws something to uh, uh, Hugh Grant to help him save his kid or something like that and and he says yes okay i will and knowing you know something's going to happen there he, he's, he's going to turn there's going to be a turn um and he's in the so they cut back to him being in court and he ends up after some more talking he, he ends up grabbing this crow or raven kind of creature uh and grabbing him and like pushing him out, out of the window and uh, to escape and they fall through and um, somebody's with them too I forgot who's with them but uh, they end up f uh, flying at the last minute to save themselves from uh, <clears throat> you know jail actually I'm incorrect because it, the movie starts earlier where a uh, and, and some kind of orc is being brought into a, a jail or a troll or something like that. You're not really sure. You're not really sure if it's a troll or an orc. It's an orc-like creature that's get uh, he gets. Uh, he's he's in a jail cell with Chris Pine and Michelle Rodriguez, and it starts to bully Michelle Rodriguez. Rodriguez, and she breaks the thing's legs in like one blow now here's the thing michelle rodriguez has superpowers in this <laughs> they never explain why she's so strong like she's she's yeah okay she's a tough woman in this but she's like throwing people around that are twice two or three times her size like she's really throwing them around like it's an exaggeration like like why does she have gauntlets gauntlets of ogre power why is she so strong and they don't explain that and she breaks this orc's freaking legs you know is bullying her but it's a bit of an overkill and uh, so anyway uh, chris pines in court he's trying to uh find an excuse why he was in there as defense and he jumps out of the window with the raven now one of the things i like about this movie is that there's good uh puppetry like they use some real creep some real um animatronics going on in this and, and puppetry going on in here and that i gotta give it a point for that because no one's doing that these days so that was cool um and then it, it kind of goes on and he uh 
Yeah, he gets uh, he gets his um, he he finds up finding his daughter, um, who's been he was under the uh, parentage of um, Hugh Grant uh, Forge, and I guess it's been so many years because he's been in jail for so long. I guess so. He finds out that his little his his kid is uh, is grown up, and she doesn't like him. Uh, Hugh Grant uh, convinced uh, her that he's he's a, he's a jerk, and he left her behind or whatever for money. And then uh, Hugh, uh, Chris Pine's wife uh, she has passed on like from a while ago. She died, and already like 20 minutes into 25 minutes they haven't even even though they established the why they haven't established why we should care because the characters the relationship between him and his wife is so thin like they don't have maybe they have one small scene together that's it and same with michelle rodriguez i feel like we don't know enough about her character the, the stakes aren't built up enough and when Hugh Grant turns on um, Chris Pine which you can see coming a mile away of course it doesn't have that kind of like ooh ah that was a big turn ooh that's yeah that's not good like I didn't see that coming or even though you see it coming it still stings it's like you see it coming like right away that none of the adventuring team that they start off with is is built up very much at all it's i mean it's in it starts off kind of in media 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 res a little bit but it's just not built up enough and i think that's the main problem with this movie the foundations aren't strong enough to hold the rest of this movie okay um now there's some good parts uh, there's some neat eye candy imaginative parts um, but they don't really scream D&D &D. Um, there's a cat creature alright like a cat parent and <laughs> it's a real wild scene where a giant fish comes out of the water and has a little cat baby in its mouth and <laughs> the cat the cat mother or dad or whatever takes the little baby cat and hugs it in its arms and I swear that scene's gonna stay with me for most of the <laughs> from what I think of this movie. It's a cute, great little scene, and it's done with um, animatronics and puppetry, which I, again I gotta give it a point for that. But, but how does that tie into the rest of the movie? I guess I, I'm thinking because it's a parent, a father son, a father daughter kind of thing. Maybe that's the theme. That the thing's saving the, the little kid from a uh, fish. So I guess that's it. I mean, that's part, I guess they're trying to build the world there, but it felt a little too disjointed still. And none of those characters, whether it's the fish or um, the, the cat people, uh, the tiger people, whatever, I think it was like a tiger uh, person, they don't know the characters at all. They had, they were just not connected to the, the, the main protagonist or any of the team. It's just one of those things that's happening. 
It's like, why would you have that kind of scene if it doesn't tie in directly to your main characters? If you're going to go through all that, build a, you know, a puppet and have this amazing little scene, why, why, why is it not just a bigger deal? Um, so there's some serious disjointed story problems uh, going on with the plot. Um, the only thing that's really holding the movie together is Chris Pine's performance, which is good. It's good, but you feel like he's just barely keeping it together. He's barely driving the main story uh, because the writing isn't quite isn't quite clear enough. Not all the jokes land. Um, again, we're getting one or two dimensional jokes. Um, very surfacey kind of jokes. Kind of like the Marvel style of jokes these days. Um, now, the production's nice. Everything looks great. So the sets are good. Everything looks, looks good. It's just... I was very frustrated. The first 20 minutes, I felt... I felt like I had been uh, played a little bit, like uh, uh, like Chris Pine's uh, his his, his uh, loot. I felt played, and I, a part of me wanted to leave. <laughs> That's not good. Okay, so we're getting to the second act of the movie, and he meets his teammates and everything. And there's a good scene where that we've seen in the commercials where his uh, druid teammate she turns into a owl bear and, and that's all fine and that's cg and all that it's good to see an owl bear and uh one of the things about this movie is that the monsters don't play as big as a, of a role in the film as they should they're just kind of like an afterthought which kind of reminds me of like the, the first D&D movie a little bit. Um, we get no Beholder. They talk about a Beholder in this movie. There's no Beholder. Um, we do get a Red Dragon in this. Um, but they, they, they turn it on its head. You know, it's a super fat dragon that we've seen in the commercial. Um, which is, it's fun. That's fine. Okay, you want to be jokey. That's fine. It, it, it's a good sequence. Um, and it's something we haven't seen before, at least, a fat dragon. Um, but I think that sums up a lot of this movie. It's, it doesn't take that itself that serious enough, nor the world that serious. And there's a lot of good shots, really nice shots, and uh, a beautiful set and design, and some good, some good cinematography here and there, but... Again, it's the I don't feel I didn't feel as connected to the characters like I should. Uh, there's a half elf, uh, um, I think he's either a sorcerer or a magic user. See, that's I should know right away whether he's a sorcerer or a magic user, and I feel like he died. I don't know. <laughs> I think he's a sorcerer in it, and a lot of the movie falls on his shoulders, and the guy playing him is really good. Because he, there's an arc with his character. Um, so I do, I, for him, I felt a good um, connection with a little bit. Because he's vulnerable in it, where he doesn't have uh, enough confidence in what he's doing. 
and towards the end he meets like kind of a, a mentor oh like a wizard sorcerer men mentor and when he's doing the, the spell and he finds out this is a big spoiler that that's actually him in his lack of confidence that is scolding him and once he overcomes that he can use the magic helmet and that's a big part of the movie which is fine so that's good now i wish all the other characters had that arc um the druid the actress playing the druid um i did not like her her performance was very flat um she has these horns on i don't know why she has the horns on like is that part of her body or are those decorative you don't know um there's a lot that's not explained and that's not good because there's less credibility to that world um but her performance is flat she doesn't ex express her uh, much emotion like there's these monsters or whatever are on the way to uh come at them and she's just here they come and she's like very it's just a very slight uh, it bugged me and she had some good scenes in the movie there's a good scene where she's turning into different animals to escape um they have to get uh something from this tower and she turns into these different different animals to escape it it's a good scene um there are some other good scenes where they got to uh the sorcerer has to use like this portal spell uh to steal something in this wagon and transport magically and he's able to it's basically if you ever played the game uh it's the game portal or something like that where you yeah you shoot the circle and you go in there and you come out another you know opposite end of you know it's one of those things and they're trying to break into a wagon and it it's good it's a good scene um and that's what i'm going to explain that it's even though you get some good scenes it doesn't come together as a whole good enough nor am i emotionally moved enough or care enough about the characters plights um because they just haven't built them up enough to connect i didn't feel enough connection with chris pine and his uh his deceased wife uh or his daughter really that much because they don't spend a lot of time fo focusing on it and if that's going to be the main motivation of your character you just ha you have there's no getting around it you have to spend some time um so a few scenes not just one um with a believable heartfelt thing between the dad and the father because that's the heart of the movie um now there's a cool part with this maze um towards the end where they the the characters have to go through a maze and that's kind of like the dungeon the dungeons and dragons part a little bit but it's an open maze it's like in a coliseum arena okay and a displacer beast comes out of nowhere and it, it's chasing them i love the displacer beast the cg's done pretty well um it's it's a good design he looks great it looks great um there's a glimmer of hope in the movie that it's like it gives us a little something like the displacer beast uh, attacks this dwarf and the dwarf looks really good the dwarf looks like something out of like uh, Lord of the Rings, and 
um, the powers of the displacer beast, where it's an illusion. Uh, Chris Pine, I think, tries to hit it, but it's actually behind him, and it comes at him from both sides. That was great. And we just get, like, hints of, like, this is what D&D could have been, the movie could have been. Uh, you know, uh, this dwarf getting killed by a displacer beast in a maze. It just hints at, that's our movie. That's what it should be right there. Set it in one dungeon or something from a lot of the movie. And uh, it just bugged me because, like, that's what they needed to do. And there's a gelatinous cube part where they got to go into a, a gelatinous cube and they use it kind of like an elevator or some, somehow. That wasn't explained well. Like, how do they not die inside a gelatinous cube? They kind of just rush over that whole thing. And the suspense isn't built up like it should be for something, a creature like that. Especially if they're going to go inside it. Um, there's a mimic. Mimic was done pretty well. Um, I think they, they, they weakened the mimic a bit so it wasn't so overly aggressive. Uh, but it was great seeing it come to life and interact with some of them in, in the maze. Most of the, the monsters happen in the maze. But there's just so many... <sighs> I mean, there's not even... I, I didn't even feel like there was a, an opportunity to see even more monsters than that. Like, where are the kobolds? Where are the orcs? Where are the goblins? There are barely any monsters in it, really. Um, there was a dragon, yeah. In the commercial, there's a black dragon or shooting acid for one scene. It never comes back. Um, so I felt they, they just... They wasted the potential of... of uh, of Dungeons and Dragons. Um, what else? What else? Yeah, it, there's a cute scene with uh, there's there's a couple scenes where they have to speak to the dead and get uh, get answers from the dead. And that, that that yeah, that that's a spell for sure. I I don't know the name of it, but I, that seems like a D and D spell. And they, they have to ask it five questions, you know. And sometimes they don't have enough questions to ask it. That's a good scene. Um, one of the things I like though there was an easter egg and when they're in the maze at the end that you see and I, I, I had to second guess myself but there's in a cage is another adventuring party that they meet and it's the actual uh, adventuring party from the cartoon from the Dungeons and Dragons cartoon that's pretty cool but the problem with that is that's cool if your movie's really good. But if your movie's not really good, as a fan of Dungeons and Dragons and as a fan of that cartoon, you wish those were the characters that you were seeing right now. Because um, those characters had more weight than the characters in the movie. <laughs> I said that right. The cartoon characters in the original car Dungeons and Dragons cartoon had more had more going for them and then the, and then these characters I, I felt like there were so much I mean well more defined and, and, you, and you cared more about them and all that I, I was just so I felt like the rug was being pulled out from me every few minutes and it's like I, I wanted to like this movie and I did like it in some parts but it it doesn't come together with an emotional punch enough. 
And, you know, the finale has uh, Hugh Grant. Of course, he's the big baddie. He doesn't even have any powers or anything. He's just a, you know, a thief or whatever. And he's talking and he's, he's uh, like, he's built up some kind of, he's able been able to scam himself to get into a big reputation to be a big, uh, I don't know, emperor. Or kind Not really, some kind of guy in position of power. And, um... He has this thing where he's got these uh, hot air balloons or something, and there's a bunch of money in the hot air balloons. And uh, he says that he's going to give everybody a gift, but he doesn't give everybody a gift in the Coliseum. So they end up some finagling where they do. It just so happens where a spell gets used, they use that portal spell to spill out a whole bunch of money from the hot air balloons, uh, and the the money comes out of the, the on the hot air balloons. There's a picture of Hugh Grant's face. And then the portal opens up around his mouth and all the money comes out of his mouth onto the people in the Coliseum. And that was a good visual. I mean, it, it was cool. But I kind of felt like that should have been in another movie. <laughs> you know, it's like that's that feels a little too like, nah, that should be in another movie. It, this should not be in Dungeons and Dragons. <laughs> Although it's a silly part, it, you know, it works in a movie, but Dungeons and Dragons is... It's just the whole movie should have been centered in a dungeon, and you have these characters, you have their backstory, um, in the beginning up until you know, and then you you build up the backstory a bit for twenty minutes, make it kind of exciting, and then you cut to them back into the dungeon, and they have to get work their way out of this dungeon, and that's most of your movie. And in the dungeon is a lot of the monsters that you would find in a in a D, &D uh, dungeon you know if you're, if you're gonna do it just straight this is what Dungeons Dragons is why not just do it that way you know because you get the excitement and the suspense just like you would in the game uh, but it's just made into a suspenseful movie of the characters being in a dungeon trying to get them way get themselves out and then the next movie the sequel could be um, like it's a, a wilderness uh, dungeon kind of movie. It takes place in the forests. And then you might have a, a couple parts in the dungeon. You know? Um, like every movie is a different dungeon, but like in a different uh, surrounding to make it a kind of a dungeon. Um, but yeah. Uh, I'm going to have to give this movie um I was going to give it a 7 out of 10. I'll give it a 6.5 out of 10. <laughs> Which is one of my lowest scores. Because um, this is like along the lines of Van Helsing. But I'm tempted to give it a 7 because of the... I do like... I do like the uh, the animatronics and the puppeteers. Or the, the puppets in this. So I'm tempted to give it a 7. So... Yeah, but I can't because it just doesn't come together enough with the characters. They just, I didn't, you know, Michelle Rodriguez is fine. You know, there's a there's a sub uh, subplot where she uh, has an ex-boyfriend that's like a halfling. And she goes to visit him and, he, you know, he's moved on. And, and you think it's like, you know, again, it's a funny little scene. But why isn't this established early on in the movie? You, we get this in the middle of the movie and there's no hint of it. 
so we don't even care by the time they finally get to her backstory you know and it's uh you know she's way bigger than him and it this the cg's done it's not that great it's you can really it's tough like they try to do what they did in lord of the rings and the hobbit it's nowhere near as good by making a, a bradley cooper uh look like he's you know talking to that talking to her and she's much bigger and all that it's kind of a mess it's 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 funny because that's how, how bad it is really you know um six and a half my heart wants to give it seven because again that doesn't get noticed enough with the animatronics and so it's not totally cg you know but uh it's i guess you can go see it. I'd say see a matinee of it. Um, if it's on, if it's if it's on TV, watch it. Rent it, sure. But I don't see it. To me, this is almost Van Hel. This is pretty much Van Helsing level. It's flawed. This is a flawed movie. And uh, even that being said, though, there are some fun parts. It's great seeing the uh, um, uh, the monsters in it for as brief as they are. Um, the Displacer Beast is great. And, uh, what else? The Mimic was great. Um, but just not enough. The humor didn't connect. Uh, the characters didn't connect enough. Not all of them. The, the two that were the best were Chris Pine's character and the Half-Elf. Um... And the Red Wizard, although I, I appreciated the Red Wizards being in this, um, there's a big fatality there. They just throw this red, red Wizard lady against the wall, and it's like there's no blood at all. It's just and it's a big overkill fatality. Like it's just not realistic. There'd be some blood stain on the wall. Uh, it, it's funny how over the top of a death scene it is. Um, also, they talk about all these factions called, you know, the Harpers and the emerald enclave but you barely even know you don't know anything you barely know anything about them you knew a little bit but they needed to go into their backstory a little bit what are they all about um it just squanders any kind of uh lore that's in the forgotten realms setting like and there's so much material i mean fifth edition especially has given them so much it's a lot of the look of this movie but um yeah it's just it's a letdown like even on a fifth edition level it's a letdown um there's shots in this movie where i felt like it was just kind of lingered on certain uh uh non-player characters if, if you will for too long for no really good reason uh i don't understand that and, and the characters didn't even look like they're odd or eccentric or anything like that that much so that was a weird choice um yeah yeah i was a bit a bit disappointed in this movie and, and it's chris pine's doing his best without chris pine the movie would be four or five that he does the best he can he holds it together but uh disappointed i was expecting a lot more and uh it's sad because you know the the hobby is at you know it's it's at a kind of a peak right now and uh but you know i i think 
they need to go smaller. They needed to go smaller with a more modest budget and just a few different locations, set it in a dungeon, um, have certain monsters that are the main things about the movie, them overcoming these monsters and these traps and riddles. And you do it in a very simple, uh, explain, go into the backstories more, really develop, take your time to build those up so people connect a bit. Uh, but I, I felt that just, it didn't work. Uh, a few characters were good, and a couple, you know, again, the, the guy who plays the half-elf was, was great. Um, he had the best arc in the movie, I thought. But, so there you go, Dungeons Dragons, a review. I uh, hope you liked it. Uh, let me know if you did or didn't or whatever. And uh, I'll see you in the next cast. Uh, long days, pleasant night. See you in the next one. Thanks for listening.